Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Side of the Storm. My name is Evan Wessling, and I'm joined uh, by my co-host, Mr. Brandon Ness, as we are here to recap um, Iowa State's loss to Texas Tech, 14-10 um, on Saturday. Just a couple quick housekeeping things before we go ahead and start off with the episode. The first thing, um, it's obviously Thanksgiving break for me and Brandon, so um, this recap and then the te- uh, TCU preview will both probably be over the phone. Um, we might wait to do like the TC recap, um, until like when we're both back in the dorm. So you guys can just have, uh, you don't have to deal with a phone call. So just want to make that statement. Um, and then before we go ahead and get into Texas tech, um, brand just wanted to quickly hit on, um, Iowa State's last night. So I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to him. Yeah, I think in some ways what we expected, but two important things happened, I think, that need to be talked about, especially going into the Thanksgiving tournament when you get Villanova game one. Um, Those two things being that they're starting to not guard Tame and Lipsy on the three-point line and just sag into the a really big thing for the offense to figure out. As we saw last year when you don't have shooters, everything else becomes increasingly difficult. And then Asher didn't play for – most of the second half, and he only had a couple of minutes here and there in the first half. So I think there we were trying to figure out who the next scorer is, and the offense just looked really out of sync when he and Taman weren't. I think those were really the only two things I wanted to bring up just because the team changes dr- drastically when those two guys aren't playing their game and when it starts to react to these things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously, I mean, not going to have just like a recap, whatever, but, um, we will have a Thanksgiving tournament recap that will probably come out, um, next Wednesday is my guess is probably what we'll do since we'll most likely have that football recap out on Monday. Um, so stay tuned for that. Obviously Iowa State's, uh, just all of athletics got a huge weekend. Uh, I think we're filled from Thursday through Sunday. So you got a lot from football and then both basketballs. So make sure you – I mean, there's a lot of action over Thanksgiving. So, uh, yeah, should be a fun weekend. Um, but we will go ahead and get into the tech reaction. Um, my quick statement that I want to start off with, and then I'll kind of let Brandon do his thoughts, but um, the two things I really – that kind of hit me after the game um, was just one – if Iowa State wants to get back on track and get back to a program that, you know, is at least making Cheez-It and now mobile, but hopefully getting back to the spot to compete for Dallas, Matt Campbell is going to have to make the tough moves in order to um, get his program back to where it was at. And I'm not going to bat around it. Those two guys are Jeff Myers, O-line coach, and Tom Manning, offensive coordinator. Um, I know that he's close with these guys. These are guys that have been with him since Toledo, but this has to happen. We are at a point where there's no defending or it just, it needs to be done. Um, my second thing is we've, um, like, we've talked about this a little bit the past couple episodes briefly, but it's, you know, with this era of college football, it is, you know, we, it's not just a what if, but if you want to see guys like TJ Tampa and Bo Freeler in a Iowa state uniform next year, like, I I mean, I don't know, like if you guys have anything to give to the, we will collective, I'm not just doing this as a joke. Like I'm being serious. 
these guys are going to, unfortunately, like I could see someone like TJ's from Florida. Like if Florida comes calling with money, you know, so I just think Iowa State and, you know, this was an interesting thing um, before the game. Um, Matt Campbell had like a video message and Pollard also had a tweet just like really saying like, hey, if we want to see continued success in, in football, like we need to start playing our athletes. So I, I think they're really trying to communicate that, you know, we're not landing some recruits and we're going to start losing our guys if we don't start getting money to pay our players. That's just kind of the era of college football we're at. Those are my two big statements. Um, and yeah, I'll toss it over to Brandon. Yeah, I guess regarding the first thing with the coaching staff, I think Campbell will make a move. It's hard to go one and eight in conference unless we somehow pull off a miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to go one and eight and not make changes when the same things have been the issue for the last. So I think changes will be made. Um, personally, I think the offensive line is kind of the um, catalyst for every problem. Can't run the ball, and that makes it really difficult to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. So. I think Myers is definitely the one that needs to be looked at first. And then, I don't know, Manning is, you look at it and you are scoring, whatever, 10 points with over 400 yards of offense. The real issue is just red zone scoring, um, Mm -hmm. especially in this game. But at the same time, the offense has been the entire season. So something's going to have to change there. Regarding NIL, I mean, the biggest thing for Iowa State is just retaining players. You're not going to see us going out and paying um, Drake May $10 million to come to Iowa State next year, like you might see with an Ohio State, Florida, or whatever. So, I mean, obviously, we're not going to be able to keep up with them. You're not going to be able to be Texas Texas A&M recruiting classes, but any little bit helps, and hopefully we don't see a max mass exodus this offseason but i mean i do think it's in the cards we've talked about this a lot this se- uh, season is going to be kind of the biggest turning point on the transfer portal era um hopefully it doesn't have too big of an impact but my guess is it will so it's just kind of soft yeah uh, and just i mean you touched on it you know iowa state put up 422 yards of offense i think <laughs> Um, give me one sec. Um, yeah, I would say that 422 yards and um, 10 points. And then just overall, their 2022 team stats, they have, they're averaging 270 passing yards, which is tied for 29th in the country. But then points for is 20.7, which is 110th. And then obviously rushing yards being 103.4 is 119th. So, you know, I mean – it's it's a it's the same story every week, like uh, you know I I think how we lost it I'm I'm numb to that at this point I'm just more I think the hurt is more coming from the fact that it's like wow we're seriously gonna go four and eight I mean I definitely shot for the ceiling and my preseason predictions at eight and four but even seven and five and six and six felt like okay they're they're not gonna miss a bowl. But, uh, th- yeah, th- it's – I mean, if you look at it, I think Kansas, Kansas State, Okie State, and Texas Tech were lost literally the exact same way. Um, and you certainly probably should have beaten Texas. That was more of just some execution errors and 
probably the worst game by the defense. Not to their fault. I mean, it's a good team. But, yeah, I don't know. They've lost four games the exact same way. It's, it's a reoccurring issue. Can't run the ball, um, which is a spark of the offensive line. Can't run block. Can't create holes. And then also their pass protection is really bad. So, And I know the quarterback takes the blame all the time, which I understand. Like, you're the, the main person. But it's it's sometimes hard to really judge Deckers this year because it feels that he's getting plagued by everyone around him. And I'm not – I mean, I think Deckers has got some glaring issues, like his pocket presence still isn't great. I think he throws the ball too hard a lot. Um, but, yeah, I think it's hard just starting with Deckers. I think it's hard to judge him when he's got a lot of issues around him. I think that's definitely the case. He's still not seeing the field incredibly well. There was one play that stood out to me, which it's I see from the student section a lot of the time, but there's just a lot of times where he's still only going through one or two progressions, and it's obvious that somebody else is open, but he's locked in on Stanley or X, and we've seen that a little bit in the past. But Saturday, I thought he played a pretty good game. It wasn't a touchdown, uh, 294 yards. That's pretty good. It's just... This game was almost solely a run game, especially in the red zone. So I think passing-wise, it was a pretty good game, but obviously we've saw, seen that in the past, whatever it has now, seven games not work. So um, I think he's definitely going to be the starter going into the next season. It's not like he's his job is in jeopardy, but there's still a couple things for him to work on, especially going into the next season. He's also a one-year starter at this point, so... Um, I think changes will. This is kind of the point where you can see a lot of growth after the first season. Yeah. Um, no, I completely agree with your point on the running game. Uh, one thing to kind of get that started. Um, I don't mind this, but it was definitely um, interesting that they went Sanders at running back two, 12 carries, 24 yards. Um, then Norton had 19 for 59. You know, the one thing I will say, is I can at least respect that the offense was trying to make changes. And I, you know, I guess same thing for special teams, even though neither of them worked. Obviously, um, they benched Gilbert for needles, who, you know, goes one for three on field goals, <laughs> of course. But um, like the stuff that I can respect from the offense is. I, I never thought this day would happen, but there was at least 10 snaps under center, which is, you know, it's weird to say that, but, and then it's also, I can criticize that, that you're running that many plays under center, but still on one yard, you're not going to keep sneak on those goal line situations. Um, yeah, I don't know, but I, I can at least respect a little bit that they tried to make adjustments. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, your defense first drive first is a turnover. You go two yards and miss a field goal. And then, um, you know, later in the game, you obviously have a nice drive before half, miss a field goal. Um, you know, you get good field positioning. I think they got it at the 40, drove all the way down. And it was second and one. So you just needed one yard and you get a full other set of downs. And they couldn't do that. They kept going eye form. They did slow developing plays. And it just didn't work. So you get stuff there. And then, you know, same thing happened, I think, the next drive when they started at, like, midfield or whatever and got stuffed again on fourth and goal from the two. So it kind of felt like Campbell and company were trying to 
prove themselves on those two goal line situations and they prove the fan base what we've been saying all along. It's just the line's really bad and you can't run the ball. So I think those two goal line stands really just put the entire offensive season into two dry two like four, six plays, whatever it was. Yeah, I think I mean as soon as we couldn't get any points after getting the ball you knew you're gonna lose. And that yeah. was the first drive. If you can't you got what, two yards? I think that's yeah. what you said. Yeah. Um two yards reason we changed the field goal kicker after ten games. That makes no sense to me. Campbell came out and said that they were practicing field goal kicking in these conditions this week and the new guy did better, but I mean the game situation is completely different, so that seems kind of like a bad decision. But I'm not the coach, so I'll yeah. let them decide that. Um, but, yeah, obviously you missed that 30-yard or whatever it was, and you're right back in the position of your offense is going to have to get in the end zone. And, unfortunately, they waited until the fourth quarter to do that. Only got in once, and, yeah, I don't know. It's This game – summarized the entire season offensively pretty well yeah uh just on those two field goals it was 30 and 34 yards so that's like i don't think we're asking for a lot here but um yeah i mean it's just the fact that we don't have a like we don't have a kicker that can consistently kick under 35 yards um that, that that's a that's a big problem um and I, I do agree with Campbell going for those goal line ones because if you couldn't score there, you didn't deserve to win. And, you know, they didn't win. But, you know, if Needles makes at least the first one, probably should have made both, but you make at least one of them, Campbell's probably kicking field goals in those situations instead of going for it. Um, so I think those missed field goals kind of were a product of not getting opportunities later in the game. So, you know, it was another game where Iowa State could have, should have won this by almost three touchdowns. Um, but, no, it's same thing. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I, it, it sucks the most to kind of see some of these seniors that came back, and this is what they get rewarded with, if that's what we want to call it. I think that's my biggest thing that kind of hurts is – um guys like hutch another great game eight for 101 he had some fantastic catches two on the sideline and then he had that one where deckers had a was under pressure so he just immediately released it and the second um hutch broke his route and hit him right in the chest and he found a way to get it uh just uh another great game by him uh he was recognized as a blitnikoff semifinalist this morning so shout out to him I think they select the final three by the end of the week this week. Um, probably won't make the final three. I'm sure they'll probably go Marvin Harrison Jr., Jalen Hyatt, and Quentin Johnson. But, um, you know, just once again, great season by him. Uh, his season stats, I'll get those real quick. He's got 105 catches, 1,150 yards, and six, touch, six touchdowns. So, um, yeah. I mean, you think this offense is bad. Imagine what it would be like without him. Pretty much carrying this team on his shoulders at this point. Um, you can look at a couple drops here and there, but, I mean, without him in those games. So, 
he's definitely just the cornerstone of this offense, and it's going to be a really big issue trying to replace him, and you can't replace him, so you're going to be trying to f- fill the void a little bit this offseason. Yeah, and I guess just going back, to, uh, you know, talking about some of those seniors that came back, um, another shout-out, uh, Will McDonald is now tied for the career lead in sacks. I thought he was – I thought Von Miller had the record, but I guess some guy from Texas Tech. Every single place I look, it doesn't seem to be like that Texas Tech guy has it. But, you know, they're probably right. So, Will McDonald gets half a sack on Saturday. He will be all alone at the top. So, hopefully he can do that. And, again, you know, guys like Orion Vance, Anthony Johnson, um, just great overall seasons by them. Um, Sucks to see that not only they couldn't get a win on senior night, but just, again, the season that we've had. But I guess, again, going back to the defense, not much to say. It was another really good performance. Unfortunately, it was just like classic Iowa State. Um, The second we get momentum, the defense just isn't the defense we've seen all year. Um, Texas Tech went on a 96-yard drive on that first touchdown, and then I think went over 75. And there there was energy in Jack Trice for the first. It felt like that was the best energy after that touchdown and it was third down on defense, it felt like that's the best Jack Trice has sounded, even with the minimal amount of people. Um, but it, it, you know, it's classic Iowa state that your best unit um, struggles when you need them the most. So I guess that's my biggest knock on them the entire season. Um, you know, I don't want to put any blame on them because they've done their part, but it certainly sucks that they had a chance to win it and they just kind of got walked all over. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty typical. You're numb to this at this point. Uh, I don't know. They had 14 points, so you can't put anything on the defense. No, but I mean, at the same time, as soon as you score the touchdown, you let one up, which is who knows what would have happened if we didn't score. Same result. It just happened to work out that way, which is unfortunate. Um, yeah, I don't know. The defense has been really good all year, and now it's just a season. Yeah. Um, but that, that I think, uh, I didn't mention that it was going to be a short episode, but I think, uh, cause I keep jinxing it. So, but yeah, there's really nothing else to say. I mean, Iowa state is just, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like they're really bad. Yeah. They're not a good team and it's, it's just super frustrating cause you've lost four games the exact same way just a struggling offense um has lost you games and i guess you know special teams also a part of that as well so i guess some closing thoughts um you know going into next week um i guess maybe you know i can't say anything because our, our offense is so bad but it's just kind of we have nothing to play for so who knows what could happen i i guess yeah, uh, I'm the season where I thought this could be like the big upset game, but yeah, I don't see it happening. TCU is going to score, and we're not going to score. No, but uh, who knows? Maybe this is a dangerous team when they've got nothing left to play for. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Hey, we're uh, playing for the Armed Forces Bowl. You know, if we do win, we uh, we got to watch the offense again, probably for another week. Which you know, yes. I do it's want them. To, I do want them to 
take the bowl game just to extend the streak and all that. Whereas, you know, I also am, uh, I also do want this season to kind of get in the rear view mirror at the same time, but you know, I do want that streak extended. Um, but again, you're asking this team to go and beat the number four team in the country when they're playing for the college football playoffs. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I think the last couple things I have is just, and this was kind of my opening statements, but it's not like Matt hasn't made a move right after that Notre Dame game. He fired the strength and conditioning coach who he was close with, but you know, after seeing where they shouldn't have been on the same field as Notre Dame, which is kind of different because I feel like, even though we didn't play good versus Clemson, we still belonged on the field with Clemson. Like, we weren't getting bullied by Clemson, whereas we were by Notre Dame. And so Campbell saw an issue, and he fixed it. Um, so I'm going to trust that Campbell can make that move. You know, my hope is that it is Myers and Manning, both of them, um, because I don't think getting rid of one of them and keeping one of them does you any good, in my opinion. Um, so I think this offseason could tell a lot about Matt. Um, you know, we'll see what he does after seeing the kind of season we had. And I just also want to say, like, anybody who's been using the, oh, this team's young excuse, that's that's not, oh, like, you can't use that anymore. Um, because yeah, they left pretty much everybody, and they're still terrible, so that's not an excuse. No. And Deckers has now played 11 games, and, and I'm not, again, I'm not trying to put this on him because he's not the biggest issue but he still can't take us down the field and win a game. Unfortunately, Jirel got hurt, but no running back could step up and help revive that run game. And if I'm going to be completely honest, I don't think there's been an emergence in receiver. I I, I really expected a lot out of Noel this year, and it feels like he's just in the same spot, I guess just in a more elevated role because Charlie Kohler is no longer there, which bumped up Jalen Nolan progressions. Um. But I think the biggest things going into the offseason, I know we still have one game left, but it almost feels like we're going to need to go to the transfer portal, whether that's JUCO or whatever, but go find some old linemen, a receiver, um, you know, anything. I know I honestly – this is let's, let's – I want to make a statement real quick. If Iowa State can keep Abu Sama – and they decide not to move him to running back. Because right now they say he's going to be a cornerback. That kid deserves to have the ball in his hand. <laughs> I mean, he is something special. He, For those who don't know, he ran for like 370 yards and six touchdowns in the 5A state title against Valley. Um, he's special. Uh, you can't teach his burst or his vision. Uh, sometimes, I know this is crazy to say, but kind of watching him jog down the field and I say jog because it looks like he was jogging and didn't really look like he was full on sprinting he looked like Brees sometimes because there were some times when Brees just didn't look like he was running that fast and I'm not calling it Brees Hall I'm just saying like he kind of has that burst and he has that vision so hopefully Iowa State that that's my big one in the offseason in terms of recruiting is hopefully no big school kind of comes on him late and flips him but I think he could be a something that can help the running back room but overall I think we need to find a receiver because Unfortunately, I don't think Noel can be a wide receiver one. As I think Dimitri might be coming back, and I don't think he can fill that void either. And there's obviously a lot of problems on the O-line. So um, hopefully NIL doesn't hurt us too much and we don't lose a bunch of guys. 
hopefully we can hit the transfer portal and make some big strides. And hopefully Matt makes the hard decisions and get rid, gets rid of the glaring issue of this team. Yeah. I think at the transfer portal, you have pretty much the entire offense. So make a bunch of moves there, at least try. I mean, yeah. you can't be worse than the offensive line is right now. You definitely no. want to. I mean, Dean had a really good play on Saturday, so shout out to him. Got a hurdle, mm-hmm. didn't think he could do that. But he knew he, we had to get in the end zone. Yeah. Um, looking at that, I mean, Hanukkah's been fine. Dean's been fine. But, I mean, they're equally an issue in run blocking. So everything's open. Um, open competition's most of the time a really good thing. Um, yeah, we'll see where we go from here. Yeah, and that actually – that kind of brought up a point that I remembered um, on the way back. I added up Jalen Knowles, Dimitri Stanley and Deshaun Hanukkah's yards and Hutch still had more yards than those three combined. So I think that's going to let you know what that impact is going to have. Um, and then also one thing I kind of forgot about, that was one thing that I was thinking about. And then I should, I think we'll probably be done, but my thought for everyone, I think I was really hitting on there was a lack of execution, which led to losses, which I still believe no matter how bad of a game Manning called, um, like Iowa State still had a shot because their defense and then, you know, player execution didn't come through. But one thing, I'm I'm not going to defend Tom Manning because the couple of things I can't get behind is, again, those jumbo packages on short down and distance where you have three tight ends and – you know, that, that's fine. Like, Iowa State ran those three tight end sets and those jumbo packages, but you also had three tight ends who could, maul, like, win at the point of attack and win a block. Charlie Kohler, Chase Allen, Dylan Sainer in 2020. Russ did really well last year. Um, but this line can't win at the point of attack, and these tight ends can't. So it's really frustrating to see us try to do that because you – so you make the box you bring you bring the whole defense inside the box and then obviously we don't have the running back that can get that yard um so that's one thing i won't i can't understand uh but the one thing that i'll leave you off with john haycock he did get guys like will mcdonald and he got anthony johnson and he got orion vance back but he lost a lot of his unit what did he do he turned it into the best defense in iowa state history yeah, Tom Manning lost a lot of his unit. We get it. They're young. So is the defense. Tom Manning has made this the worst offense in program history. I so, as, huh? I don't know about that. I, I, you know, I, I asked my dad about this, and he's watched a lot longer than me. And then I asked if there's been an offense he's seen that's worse than this, and he didn't know if he had. And I think that at the end of the day, you know, some games in, in the old, like we'd put up. 21 to 28 points but then the defense would give up 50 something and you get blown out but when you can't score more than like 10 points sometimes or more than 14 i don't know this offense can't do anything and i seriously believe it's definitely the worst we've ever watched and if my dad's saying it's the worst he's ever watched then i think that's a statement to be made but the glaring thing i want to say is just that tom manning has not been able to coach the young unit and he's only made it get way worse. And it's continued to go downhill over the course of the season. So I think that's my my statement to say he needs to go. It's hard to say otherwise at this point. I think that's fair. He's had his time. It's 2018 season, but he's been here other, every other year on the Campbell era, and it's 
yeah, arguably gotten worse since 2017. So, and 18, arguably maybe our best offense. Like, I think the offense has looked really good over the past couple seasons, but we've had Brees Hall to thank for that. Whereas the 20, and I know we had Hakeem Butler to chuck it down to, but that 2018 team could move the ball down the field. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's time to move on. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I guess TCU. Uh, you can hope that Hutch makes a late run to pad his stats to find a way to get a se- be a semifinalist. Will McDonald maybe gets that sack record. I think it's going to be tough just going up against the TCO line. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess enjoy the last game this weekend. We'll obviously back, be back to preview it, but, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I'll try to enjoy it as much as I can. I'm locked <laughs> well, into the mission. Yeah, and also if I mean even football people, obviously that Thanksgiving tournament um, should be something. Maybe you could pull off an upset versus Villanova, and then I guess can see what you can do against North Carolina. Um, oh gosh! <laughs> but uh, yeah, huh? That could get ugly in a hurry. Yeah, probably. Um, but no, I I think we've hit a wall. It is what it is at this point. But, yeah, that's going to go ahead and end it, you guys. Um, if you don't already, make sure to go ahead and follow us over on Twitter at Side of the Storm. Let you know anytime a podcast is available along with any other um, additional media and content. So make sure to check us out. Um, any closing thoughts from you, Brandon? Uh, not too. Basketball season, it's been that way. It'll continue. Hey, World Cup is on now. You can watch a good brand of football, I guess. At least my pro team is good. Oh, never mind. Oh. <laughs> um, no, yeah. Uh, that's going to be it, you guys. Um, got one game left, um, which might, in a lot of people's eyes, be a good thing. So, um, yeah, I hope everyone has a good Thanksgiving break. As I said, or I guess not everyone's a kid, <laughs> but – um yeah like i said we'll be back on wednesday to give you guys that tcu preview uh but until then um thanks for tuning in and roll clones baby